we're judged and we're metriced on our number. Did we hit quota? Yes or no? I can control the activities. I can control the attitude and the mindset that I approach each and every day. I can control how much I work on my craft, my practice. But ultimately, I can't control whether a prospect says yes, they want to move forward and they sign or no. So essentially, I can control my actions. I can control my emotions. I can control my attitude. And I can control how I treat other people. Outside of that, there's not much more I can control, Steve. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, we're going to talk about jolting your sales into action. We've got Larry Long Jr. with us today, and uh, welcome to the show, Larry. What's going on, Steve? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you so much <laughs> for inviting me on. Absolutely. Really happy to have you here. It's going to be awesome to hear from you. Um, by way of introduction, for those of you that don't know, Larry is the founder and CEO of Larry Long Jr. LLC, uh, focuses on sales motivation, training, and coaching. He's currently the host of the Midweek, Midweek Midday Motivational Minute Series on YouTube, and he's been coaching sales organizations for 16 years. He's also the co-author alongside myself of the book, Color Outside the Lines, Stories of Extraordinary Leadership. He's got a new book, Jolt, Get Zapped into Intentionality, Rediscover and Believe in Your Inner Greatness, just released this year in 2022. So really excited to you know pick your brain a little here, Larry. Uh, happy to be here. And I appreciate that kind intro. The midweek, midday motivational minute. That's, that's more than a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I barely got through it. I was I had to, had to really enunciate that one. You know, the, the, the M to the fourth power. Maybe, maybe I'll just refer to it as that. <laughs> all good. All good. So, uh, well, you know, we, we talk a lot about mindset in sales. What, what impact can crafting a positive inner narrative make to salespeople? It, it has a huge impact. I mean, Steve, I, I think I shared with you, I played baseball at University of Maryland. And, and I do like to compare baseball as a hitter uh, with sales because you're going to strike out more times than you're going to hit a home run. So that mindset, uh, I, I can just share with you my story. I started off one, I had one hit in my first 24 at-bats. For anyone who's not a math major, that's 0.042, which is not good. That's less than less than 1%. It's terrible. I was going up to the, to the plate thinking, don't strike out. Don't strike out. Don't strike out. That's the wrong mindset right there. Guess what? Guess what would happen? I would strike out. I'm already putting that in my mind. Don't strike out. Don't strike out. Versus hardline drives. Let's get a base hit. You can do this, Larry. So I'm talking to my father who ran track at University of Maryland. He was a collegiate all-star. And he said, Larry, he shook me out of it. He gave me my jolt. He said, Larry, you're better than that. 
with a stank and he threw in some three letter and four letter words. You can use your imagination. But he said with a stank attitude like that, you're never going to have success. You're working against yourself. He said, here goes what you need to do. You need to go back and kind of like Allen Iverson said, you got to practice. We're talking about practice. You got to work on your skills. But more importantly, you've got to work on your mind. You've got to talk yourself up or else you don't stand a chance. So essentially, father knows best. And I lost my dad six coming up on seven years ago. But essentially, I talked myself up. I started believing in my heart that I belong here. My dad said, if you have that attitude, you can't have my name. I'm I'm Larry Long Jr. He's the original Larry Long. He said, you can't have my name if that's how you're going to roll. And he let me know that that was not acceptable. Lo and behold, University of North Carolina came to town. I was able to get a blue pit. My confidence, kind of like Kanye West used to say, you can't tell me nothing. I was on top of the world. So in sales, it's that momentum. It's that mindset. It's finding that internal motivation. And there's a quote, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. And I think that was from the great Henry Ford. It just says it right there, your belief in yourself. Do you believe if you don't believe that you have something of value, if you don't believe that you can help someone else out, there's no way unless you get lucky, unless you close your eyes and take a big swing. And my golf buddies say, they say, Larry, a broke clock is twice is right twice a day. Unless it's one of those two, you're going to have a tough time sustaining success. So mindset is absolutely vital to having continued success in sales from my perspective. So true. And, and if you if you find yourself or believe you have a negative mindset, um, what can a, a salesperson do it, to, to kind of spin that that negative mindset into a positive one? How can they change or shift the way their mind is is uh, positioning things? Yeah, it takes intentionality and it takes hard work. So first, what I would encourage, number one, Pull out a sheet of paper. If you have a journal, go ahead and pull out a journal. Let's go ahead and write out all your feelings, the negative feelings, as well as the positive feelings. Now, with the negative feelings, let's go ahead and scratch those out. Better yet, put them on one sheet of paper. Go ahead and burn that paper. Go ahead. Don't set a fire. We don't want to set a forest fire, but go ahead and stamp out those negative feelings. They're there, but we're going we're gonna to brush them aside. Now, let's focus on the positive feelings. Let's go ahead and start saying it out loud. Let's start looking at ourselves in the mirror when we're waking up in the morning and let's say what those positive feelings are. Let's boost ourselves up. It's one of those things where it's kind of like osmosis. The more you speak it up, it has an opportunity to come into existence. Now, I'm not saying all you can do is speak it up. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take you actually working to step into your greatness, to step into those positive feelings. But what I can share with you, if you're a negative Nancy, a negative Nelly, or a negative Ned, and all you talk and think about is negative, chances are there's a high likelihood that you're going to speak up negative things. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where when you, oh, this is going to go terrible. Well, no, no, no stuff, Sherlock. Uh, Pardon my French. No stuff, Sherlock. Of course it went negative because you talked it up. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Woe is me. 
Now, I'm not saying by you saying, yes, I can. This is going to be great. That is guaranteed to be great, but that's a start. And if you back those words up, if you back that belief up in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth, you now give yourself a better chance. So for those folks that are negative, let, let's speak some positivity. Let's surround ourselves. I know we're going to talk about this later. Let's surround ourselves with positive influence as people. That's videos, it's the things that we're listening to, the podcasts that we're consuming. It has a huge impact on our success. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I, I've read that you you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So Jim yeah. Rohn, great Jim Rohn. <laughs> yeah, well, so chapter three of the book is called Strikeouts, you know, a nod to your 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 baseball. <laughs> Your baseball past. So the title is Strikeouts, they're a part of life. So can you talk could you talk a bit about why you think our failures are more important than our successes and, and what we can learn from the strikeouts? Well, Steve, I'm gonna give you a little insider tip. Strikeouts, that's that's both on the baseball diamond as well as in my life. I've had plenty of strikeouts, I've had plenty of failures. And I believe that that's some of the best learning, some of the best growth have come from my failings. If you think about our journey lines, there's ups, there's downs, there's twists, there's turns, there's peaks, there's valleys. For me, some of my deepest valleys, some of my lowest valleys, I can give you two. I tried out for the LA Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox minor league. They told me to hit the road, Jack. I opened up an indoor baseball and softball academy training youngsters on the fundamentals of the baseball and softball game, as well as the fundamentals of life. We failed after a year and a half. We had to shut our doors, ran out of cash. I just got off the phone with a CPA because I realized I don't want to run out of cash again. That's not a good feeling. And in this game of business, you better understand your numbers. And that's not, that's not home runs and batting averages. It's the income statement, balance sheet and statement of cash flows. So I learned my lesson in sales. My first sales job was making 150 cold calls every day to accounting firms. I can't even add without using my fingers. So that tells you how am I going to talk to an accountant? I went one for my first 770 calls. Who's counting? It was, it was the worst slump I've ever been in. And you talk about negative talk. Oh, I was like, I can't do this. But I had a manager, a leader. What's up, James Hatfield, who believed in me. I had one leader, my, my boss, who said, Larry, come in my office. I thought I was getting a raise or something. He said, if you don't make 150 calls, yeah, I'm going to tell you like the Dodgers and the Red Sox told you, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. I think I made 148 calls. I said, wow, savage. They, they aren't playing around. When they say 150, they mean 150. They don't mean 148. They don't mean 149. But it's all good because I can control that, controlling the controllables. And essentially from strikeouts, a lot of people fear. And I, I was there. I used to fear striking out. My relationship with failure was one of, oh, no, failure is final. Failure is terrible. Now, I'm not saying that failure is great, but failure is great for learning. You, you learn that maybe you don't want to do that again. It's kind of like riding a bike. It's kind of like youngsters. And I love watching little kids, they, when, especially when they're trying to walk. They pull themselves up. They take a couple of steps. Whoop, they plop down. 
do they just give up? No, they, they try it again and eventually they get it. But I've seen sales reps that have essentially bopped down and then they've just given up. They've thrown in the towel and said, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not going to walk. I give up. I actually, I just got a message from someone who I trained as part of their team. And they told me sales, it was just taking a toll on me. I give up. I'm now going over to customer success. Well, I got a surprise for you. Customer success is still selling. It's a different kind of sale, but you're still selling. You can't even get away. You can't get away from sales. You might be able to get away from cold calling, but yeah, failures in sales, failures in life teach us so much. And there's two ways that you can learn. You can fail on your own or you can use someone else's failures. Those are called mentors. Those are called coaches. Those are called books. What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to where you can learn from other people that have, have already zigged when they should have zagged? Now you don't have to zig. You know, oh, wow, I remember I heard Steve say that, that he tried that and didn't work. Boom. Let me go ahead and zag instead of zig. <laughs> Yeah, you said something I really like there um, about controlling the controllables, uh, and because I, I could not agree anymore. That, that's if you want to make a change, that, that's one of the the first places you can really improve your performance is by focusing on only the things that you can control and all the things you can't control. Putting aside what, when, I guess when when you brought that up, what were you thinking about? Yeah, I mean. In sales, let's keep it real. We're judged and we're metriced on our number. Did we hit quota? Yes or no? I can control the activities. I can control the attitude and the mindset that I approach each and every day. I can control how much I work on my craft, my practice. But ultimately, I can't control whether a prospect says yes they want to move forward and they sign or no. So essentially, I can control my actions. I can control my emotions. I can control my attitude. And I can control how I treat other people. Outside of that, there's not much more I can control, Steve. And we want to control. I, I hear it all the time. My son's in middle school. Well, you'll never believe what Cynthia. No, I don't care. I don't care what Cynthia. I care about you. How did you react? You can control yourself. So it's the same thing in sales. I hear it all the time. Larry, you won't believe this prospect said they were going to move forward. And then they said they couldn't. So what? Who cares? On to the next one. You can't control that. Tell them thank you. Move on gracefully. Ask them for a referral. Ask them for a reference. Make sure you follow up with them when the time is right. But let's move on. Let's not dwell on uh, those things that we can't control. And I got a good buddy. I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Jamie Babb. He, he, he spoke to my team and it really stuck with me. This was probably nine years ago. He said, uh, through every experience, I encourage you to look for the good the great and the wonderful. Now you talk about perspective. We had just gotten, after he spoke to my team, we got hit with a big ice storm. I ended up having to uh, stay in a hotel. I couldn't, I couldn't drive back home safely. One of my reps, Nathan, 
He ended up trying to drive. He ended up skidding off the road. His car got stuck. And he said, Larry, I normally would have been pretty pissed off. Like, why is this happening to me? Woe is me. The world is against me. But because of Jamie's words, the good was that I got exercise. He had to walk a mile to get to a hotel. He said, the great is that I got a great night's sleep in a hotel. I can't remember what his wonderful was, but I think it was he didn't have his, his girlfriend, now wife, elbowing him in the middle of the night and the dog waking him up. So the good, the great, and the wonderful. It takes intentionality. It takes focus. It takes purpose. But we can all do that through every situation that we go through. You have another uh, another chapter I wanted to talk about um, in your book. It, it was titled we are what we consume <laughs> yep. and and this i think you know part of this speaks to uh you know you are who you the five people you surround yourself with but you also you are the podcast you listen to the articles you read the etc uh, tell me about how this chapter and, and and how salespeople can make radical changes by surrounding themselves not only with the right people but the right information yeah, so people and information, content, uh, you are what you consume. And I joke that that would make me a fried chicken because I love Bojangles, fried chicken and biscuits. But essentially, what's coming in through your ears, your eyes, even your mouth, what's coming into your being dictates a lot of how you operate. I mean, think about it. If you're around folks that are uh, ultimately negative. They're pessimistic. Oh, the world is coming to an end. Think about what your perspective is going to be. You're probably going to believe the hype. And there's been studies that have been done that show the power of just, uh, it's really people rubbing off on people. So I encourage folks to make an intentional choice to surround yourself with folks that are toxic uh, positivity but folks that are generally positive, generally hopeful. Uh, I think it was good to great uh, Jim Collins, where he talked about the folks that were in prison that, that were able to make it out. Number one, they, they, they understood the gravity of the situation. They didn't say, oh, this is great. No, this is terrible. We're in prison and we don't know when the end is coming. But it was also the people that had hope that realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I encourage folks to just be mindful. Who, who's on your board of directors? Who are you spending time with on a daily basis? On your team, who are you listening to? I had plenty of baseball teammates that everything was terrible all the time. Is that true? No, it's not. I had other teammates that were like, hey, we might be struggling. We're the farthest north team in the ACC, but let's give it a go. Let's shock the world. That's what I'm talking about. When we upset Florida State, no one, everyone said it can't be done. Well, we did it. And that's the power of positive attitude. That's the power of making sure that you're around a team, you're around people that uplift you. Uh, I mean, I was part of a mastermind group and we challenged each other to be the best that we can be. We encouraged each other. <laughs> We cheered each other on. And sometimes when you need a swift kick in the butt, we were there for each other that, hey, you're slacking, Steve. Let's pick it up, man. Let's go. You're better than that. 
So in sales, it's already tough. It's inherently tough. But essentially, what are you doing to make it easier? And when you have people that are in your corner, people that are supporting you, when you're listening to messages that boost you up and allow you to have your own message, your own voice that's saying, hey, Larry, you can do this. When you have a brag book that shows past successes and you're able to reference back and say, oh, I totally forgot. I'm a badass. Pardon my French. No parlez-vous français. But when you're able to surround your being and really uh, take the good in, it allows you to get the best and the good out. That's just from my, that's from my personal experience. That's from my perspective. And I strongly believe. And for folks, there's, there's folks out there that are listening right now, Steve. They're like, ah, oh, that's BS. Ah, my, my, my message to them is, have you ever tried it? Have you ever really given it a try? My friend, Melissa Murray Bailey, she used to be the CRO over at Hootsuite. Uh, she said, Gia, give it a try. So for those naysayers out there, give it a try. Give it an honest college try for 30 days and come back and let me know. If you do that and it doesn't work out, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you hold my baseball bat and bop me upside the head. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, uh, this is something that I was just thinking about the other day because I was uh, I, I ran into a few productivity hacks that I'd written a long time ago. Like I I always keep things in notes and stuff, and um, and one of them jumped. It, one of them was kind of on this topic. Like like there's so much negativity in things like the news, and uh, uh, you know, if you watch, the, I think I wrote this down after I went and visited my mom, and she what listens to the news on TV. And it's just, it's all very, it's all very negative. And, you know, for hours, she's got this on kind of in the background while she's cooking dinner and doing whatever else. And uh, I think there's a lot of sources of, you know, on our phones and the apps people use and, uh, you know, the the news. And uh, there's a lot of sources of negative negativity and, and just, uh, you know, bad feelings floating around. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, What's what you were saying definitely resonated with me. I, and, and, uh, Steve, and Steve, real quick, I'm sorry to cut you off, but mm -hmm. that's the reason why I started my midweek midday motivational minute. We just hit uh, a little over 136 episodes. And uh, it was at the start of the pandemic. There was a ton of bad news. They, they might as well call the news bad news because that it's unfortunate, but that's all they pretty much that, that that's the majority of what they promote. And I had a gentleman I met who was in the news who said, hey, that's what sells advertisements. That's what gets people's attention and advertisers like attention. I said, that's a that's a sad testament to the society that we currently live in, if that's the case, because there's plenty of good news around us all around. But you got to look for it. And I said, hey, let me do my little part. My midweek, midday motivational minute, it was just designed Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, designed to provide a little pick-me-up, a little positive pep in your step, a little positive news that you can use throughout the rest of your weekend. It's uh we we've we've impacted a lot of lives, which is what the mission was. Yeah, I definitely have to wonder, like, if people paid attention to that sort of thing and the news is full of things like fireman rescues kitty from tree. <laughs> instead of what we see in the news today i wonder how our how our outlook on the on the world would be but uh well one thing you talk a lot about is uh 
is how to maintain and build and grow and and foster existing relationships that you have. What what are some tips you have for field salespeople about uh, about relationships and referrals and maintaining relationships? Yeah, maintaining relationships. It's about your intentionality. It's about your care, your true care. People, they can smell BS from a mile away. So when you're meeting with prospects, they know whether you care about them or not. And I'm going to give you a little tip. Here goes something that you can do right now. Every day, most people tell me, sales professionals say, I don't have time. Well, good thing. This only takes three minutes every day. It's called the hashtag three-minute challenge. Go ahead and pick one person from your Rolodex. That, that's your contact list in your phone. It's not the fancy watch. That's a Rolex. But pick one person from your Rolodex. And all I want you to do is surprise and delight them. Send them something that will make them smile, that will make them chuckle. I'll give you an example. Steve, if you were my surprise and surprise and delight, my three-minute challenge for today, I'm going to go to Google, who's my best friend, and I'm going to type in University of Wisconsin funny gif. It's probably going to have a picture of the, of the badger uh, doing some sort of crazy dance, the Carlton dance. I'm going to send it to you in a text. I might even send it to you on a LinkedIn message. I might put a little audio. I might send you a little video message. And all I'm going to say is, Steve, Marvelous Monday. I hope all is well. Good luck to your Badgers as they try to take care of my turps in basketball. You're not expecting it. I'm not trying to sell you anything. All I'm doing is letting you know, hey, Steve, I'm thinking about you, man. I'm giving you a virtual fist bump. I care, and I'm showing you that I care with something that's thoughtful, something that's mindful, something that's intentional, and hopefully something that brings a smile to your face. If you do that every single weekday, you take the weekends off, and if you want to be an overachiever, I do the hashtag 15-minute challenge every day. It's super easy. Go into LinkedIn on your mobile. I know you're field sales, so you're out and about. Go into your mobile. You can send an audio message. You can let someone know, hey, I saw I saw your Ravens just squeaked out a win over the Broncos. Good luck with the playoffs around. All you're trying to do is just connect with people. Now, in terms of referrals, you got to ask. My financial advisor, I'm meeting with him later this week. What's up, Brent? I know he's going to say, I already know. I've been conditioned. Hey, Larry, I don't make cold calls. I work off of referrals. So if I've done you well, which he has, are you willing to give me three names, three numbers, and make the connection? Yes, yes, and yes. I've already got my list of some of the hottest sales reps and sales leaders that Brent needs to be speaking to, and I'm going to facilitate that introduction. If you don't ask, and my coach, Kristen Frey, she says it best, healthy people ask for what they want. If you want a referral, Steve, if I've taken care of you and your badgers, if I've delivered value, are you open to passing me three names and three introductions? Whoop, zip it. If you make the ask, now you might mess around and get eight referrals. But if you don't make the ask and just sit back and expect them, it ain't the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. You've got to ask for it. So often sales professionals don't make that ask. Same thing with closing. If you want their business, you got to ask for it. You can't just think that there's some magic pixie dust, some silver bullet that's going to help you close deals. You've got to ask for their business after you've earned it. So 
I don't know. I know I went off on a tangent, but I, I believe strongly relationships. I believe strongly in referrals. It's right there at, at our fingertips if we want it. How hungry are you? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, that's fantastic advice. And and something that everyone just needs to bring back to the top of their mind, you know, like in the end where we're, we're, it's the people that we're meeting and interacting with and, and building relationships that, that make it make or break our business. And, and you got to ask for referrals. You know, like, like you say, it's not, you don't just, you know, it's not the field of dreams. So that great advice and something we can all be thinking about. Um, we, I had the podcast with uh, Joanne Black, who's written like four books on referrals and all the nuances of them and that stuff. If, if you got time, go back and listen to that one again. It was, I did it a couple of years ago, but she, uh, she, you know, had lots, she had so much great advice about, about re referrals and how to get them and how to build them and how to build a referral program at your companies. So lots of great stuff. Wow. Um, walk me through the four pillars of sales that you lay out in, in your book. Oh, this is one of my favorite. This comes after Epic. I know I talk about what I look for in sales professionals, entrepreneurial spirit, uh, the P preparation and planning, internal drive and desire, and then the communication, the courage, the care, the commitment. But the four pillars, I love it. Number one, positive attitude. And we talked about that mindset. If you don't have a positive attitude, if you don't believe in yourself, uh-oh, how do I... How am I? How are any prospects? How are they going to feel positive? How do you make them feel? There's a there's a quote. Uh, I'm a paraphrase and no one remembers what you said. No one remembers what you do. But everyone, I think this is my Angelou. Everyone remembers how you made them feel. And that positive attitude is a feeling. Number two, integrity without compromise. And I got this from my time working with one of the best software companies out there into it. The makers of TurboTax and QuickBooks. They talked about integrity without compromise. And what they said is, are you doing the right thing when no one is watching? That's what integrity is right there. And without compromise is there's right and there's wrong. There's no middle ground. There's no gray. There's no in between. And if you just look at the world, if you look at the news, there's a lot of gray going on. And my Steve Harvey Family Feud Boys survey says, nah, there's right. And there's wrong, no compromise. Number three, team player. Teamwork doesn't make the dream work for sure. If you're not about that team, and I like to call them me monsters. If you're a me monster where it's me, 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 and it's not about you, it's not about the team, it's not about the customer, the client, the prospect, the partners. Houston, we have a problem. And I got a big problem if you're not a team player. You can't be on my team. I'm sorry. Exhibiting performance that means getting it done taking action and having a growth mindset i'm not sure if you've read the book by carol dweck but she talks about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset we should always be learning i don't care what your title is i don't care what your tenure is i've been doing this for 20 years and <laughs> what's that got to do with anything i don't care <laughs> that doesn't mean a thing what did you learn if you're not continuously learning if you're not open to learning and you're not open to doing, these are my ABCs. The A is action. Take an action. Ready, set, go. What action did you take? And who's holding you accountable? Do you have an accountability partner? The B in the words of journey. 
And I don't even rock with Journey, but they got a song, Don't Stop Believing. Don't get me singing over here, Steve. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> That's it. And then the C, commitment. Are you really committed? So, I mean, that ties into the four pillars of sales. I think that is so important. Those are kind of the foundational. Those are the fundamentals. And with the fundamentals, now you can build on top of it. Well, uh, we'll have to review our singing and decide if we want to keep that in the podcast or uh, sp spare our listeners and edit it out. But <laughs> I no, I, I love what you're saying. Um, and, and I think it, it really speaks to some of the best hiring advice, uh, sales, sales hiring advice I ever heard, which was buy from when you're hiring a salesperson, buy hire people that you would buy from. That's so right. Sit That's back right. and ask yourself what I think thinking about, you know, an important decision I've made lately or an important purchase. Would I what would, would I have bought from the bought that from this person? And it speaks to what you're talking about, right? Are they a team player? Do I feel like they're, you know, we're on the same side of the table? Do they have integrity, you know, honesty and trustworthiness? Um, you know, I, th I think it's 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 it, in every sales element, but in every sales job, but especially field sales and people, you know, as you say, you know, people have a, have a, have a great, well, I forget how you said it, a great, uh, they can, they can tell when you're lying, they have a great bullshit sniffer, you know, they, they can tell um, when, when you're not truthful or, or, and especially in person, I think it's, it's, it's much easier to BS someone over the phone than it is in person, in, in person, you know, you're making eye contact. And I think, you know, people can tell if you really believe what you're saying, if you believe in your product and your service. Oh, big time, big time. What, um, what is a work back plan? Talk about that. And then uh, how can salespeople use a work back plan to identify their goals? Yeah. So I mean, in a work back plan, it says it in the name. What's the end goal? And then how do you work back? But I'm, I'm going to hit you with this, Steve, because I think that this is equally important for the sales professionals out there. Do you have a business plan? And have you thought through that business plan? Have you been mindful of it? I used to make every one of my reps have a business plan. And the first question that many asked is, well, what should it look like? Do you have a template? No, I got a template for my business plan, not for your business plan. This is your business. So I want you to put some thought into it and think through what are you trying to accomplish personally? Number one, let's take care of you and your family and what you're trying to accomplish. And then professionally, you craft it however you want. Some folks, unfortunately, majority of folks didn't put, put much time, much thought into it. Half a page, one page, kind of like just throwing it out there. Yeah, I got a business plan now, Larry. I'd look at it and say, that ain't much of a plan, but hey, good luck. <laughs> you can't be on my team anymore. Whereas other people, they put thought into it. And it has the work back plan component. Essentially, if you want to be a millionaire, that sounds good. What are you doing today? What are those activities? What are, yeah, I said it before, controlling the controllables. What can you control today to actually contribute for you to get there this week, this month, this quarter, this year? 
next year, the third year? What are you doing? Who are the people, the supporters? Who is the competition? What are some of the barriers? When you put that thought into it, it now makes your job as a sales professional. And I'm going to use air quotes, professional, because Steve, there's a lot of folks out there that are dabbling at sales. They're sales amateurs. And I'm trying to help people become sales professionals who actually hone their craft, who care about their craft and their industry, who do everything in their power to not just further the industry, but to be the best that they can be. Unfortunately, sales gets a bad rap. And you want to know why? I call them Carla Carl. Ready to do a deal. <laughs> no, no, Carl, I'm trying to get a bitty, man. You trying to put me in a sports car. You didn't listen to a word that I said. Uh, back uh, before COVID, when we would go to the mall and you got those folks at the kiosk trying to squirt your hand with the lotion. Nah, my hands aren't ashy. I'm moisturized today. Steve, I don't need any lotion. I'm not ashy Larry today. If you call me over the weekend, I could have used some lotion on these ashy elbows. But nah. You're not trying to solve any of my problems. You're not trying to solve any of my pains. You're not adding any value. Nah. So all that is incorporated in the work back plan and in your business plan as an entrepreneur. You might get a paycheck from your organization, but you've got to be a business owner that's driving your business. That entrepreneurial spirit, you know that you get out of it what you put into it. And uh, you've got to, I, I love all that. I mean, you've got you to have a business plan and, and think of yourself as an entrepreneur in, in sales. If, if you're going to be a sales professional and not just, you know, have a job in sales, I think that's, and there's a difference between being, a, being there's a lot of people that have a job in sales. There's a lot fewer sales professionals. It's, it's, unfo it's unfortunate, but we're, uh, we're trying our best to uh, increase those numbers and provide folks with the resources. It's unfortunate. A lot of folks, I talked to one earlier today who said, my company doesn't, they don't invest in us. They don't provide the resources. I said, well, guess what? You've got to go find it. You got to go find it elsewhere. If your company's not giving it to you, don't stay hungry. Go out there and eat. There's a ton of knowledge that's out there. Listen to this podcast. You can learn from other folks that have been in your shoes and you can learn the keys to success. There's, there's a saying that success leaves clues. If you open up your ears and keep your eyes open, you might learn a thing. Absolutely. Well, we, we have a, a new product out, our Badger's, Badger's second product. The first is obviously the mapping and routing stuff that we do. But the, the yep. second product that we, we just came out with this year is a, is a sales training uh, product. It's like kind of like Masterclass or Netflix, but all the videos are sales training courses. Um, and it's, a, it's been a lot of fun, and, and it, but it's cheap, right? It's, it's made for the masses. It's made for, it's 29 bucks a month. There's a free trial too, so you can watch as many videos as you want in the first <laughs> in the first month. But you know, at 29 bucks a month, you know, it's it's one of these things that like, you know, it's 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 we're trying to democratize sales learning, right? We're trying to let people, you know, if your company's not investing in you, you can invest in you, right? And you most most companies will pop for the 30 bucks, right? That's that's uh, the most will they they don't they don't want to pay for expensive stuff, but the, you can get 30 bucks out of them. <laughs> But really, I mean, there's so it, it is a craft, and you have there's so much to learn in sales, and so many great thought leaders to learn from in sales.
Yeah, big time, big time. A diversity. There's a diversity of learning lessons out there, creators out there, trainers out there that are willing, podcasts out there that are willing to teach you. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, you name it. The list goes on and on. My big encouragement is to really figure out what are you going to do with that information? It's kind of like when you go to a conference. For me, when I go to a conference, I'm a furious note taker. Now, I've gotten better with starring and then boxing those things that I want to take action on. Everything else, it's good that I, I took a note. Hopefully, I store it somewhere in the back of this big old head I got. But for those things that I want to take actual action on, that's the most important thing. What you going to do in the rest of 2022 and who are you going to be in 2023? That is the question, Steve. I love it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not planning on doing that much in the rest of 2022. But in 2020, 20, 2023, I, I'm going to be something big. I can tell. <laughs> I, I, that, that's fantastic. Um, and you, you talk about slimy scammers. Explain to our listeners what are slimy scammers and how can salespeople avoid making their mistakes to become uh, true sales professionals? Yeah, so I mean, the best way is to tell you a story. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been on a timeshare presentation. I, but, I uh, have actually. I okay, have. so I the first time I went, I was, I was warned that they're gonna bring in the manager, they're gonna bring in the congressional delegate, they're gonna bring in the president before you can go and get your little vouchers. Well, lo and behold, I can't remember his last name, but his name was Mike. We're down in Myrtle Beach. And essentially he said, hey, you guys just got married. You're going to Argentina. A timeshare is not the best fit. And I don't know if that was because he had a, he had a kid on the way, he was expecting his, him and his wife we're expecting a daughter soon. But I said, wow, uh, do we need to talk to a manager? He said, nah. He said, here goes my information. If anything changes, you know who to call. I said, wow. He listened. He diagnosed. He understood the situation and said, you know what? A timeshare is not the right fit for me and my wife. Now we went back to Williamsburg and lo and behold, we had to talk to the entire company. They he didn't want to let us go. Our kid, our, our little son was crying. <laughs> he was trying to hold us on, brought in everyone. It was just a miserable experience. And that's a scammer. If you listen and you're about professional sales, professional sales is about matchmaking. You're matching whatever you have, your product, your service, your thought, your idea with someone else's, their needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations, their pains, their problems. And if you don't have something that's a match, if you try to fit that in, you're scamming people. You're not looking out for their best interest. Shame on you. And my wife said, don't go shaming people. For, for those sales amateurs, shame on you. I'm going to shame you. Just don't tell my wife. For the true sales professionals that care, I call it the give a damn factor. For those that listen to understand what's the current situation, what are the problems, what are the pains, what are the symptoms, what are the signs of what's to come, and do I have something that might be able to assist? And if I do, I'm going to say it with such conviction, with such belief that, yeah, there's no BS there. Ooh, 
Ooh, we're making a perfect fit. We're now selling. We're now helping, assisting, solving problems, helping people get to where they want to get to. But those scammers are the ones who mess it up for everybody. And I hate to say it, ain't nobody got time for those sales scammers. I, I, I got a, yeah, I got my pink bat. Yeah, I got something for those sales scammers. Nah, we're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. You know, no one has time for, for the, the timeshare sales scammers, except for me. I was on vacation. This was probably 15 years ago. And I, my, my, my girlfriend at the time, I'm, I'm sure hated me for this, but I was like, we got to go do this presentation. We got to go through their presentation. I've heard these guys just have this epic, like high pressure sales process. We got to, this is like, you know, this is what I do want to do on vacation. I want to go, I want to go get pitched to, but and I just like, we got to check it out. We got, we got to go experience it. And like, I, we uh, so we we checked it out. It was it. I have no, I have yet to this day to ever see a harder a harder press sales process than than that. It's brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> Fifteen years later, you still remember it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's it's it was amazing. I mean, you the, no was not an option. I they, they eventually let us go, but I thought they might lock us in a basement for a week or something. They're like, well, I guess for the, for the rest of your vacation, you just have to stay here locked in this basement until you consider saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, next section, sales in 60 seconds. So quick questions, quick answers. What are some daily habits that you use to maximize your goals? Yeah, I mean, I keep it simple. Uh, faith is important to me. So praying, reading my Bible, family is important to me, spending quality time. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I drop my kids off for carpool. I pick them up most afternoons. Uh, and then fitness, getting in a little workout. Yeah, so faith, family, fitness, and then got to have fun. You got to have fun. I got to have fun every day. Did, was that set up to have four F's or was that, ah, was that, did that just happen? What the F? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's, what is one sales book that has made an impression on you? Goodness gracious. Uh, I don't even know if this is a sales book, but Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. And I was in a mastermind. So we we went through deep into each and every chapter, and that had a huge impact on me. Uh, I can tell you what I'm in right now, Gap Selling by Keenan. I was just on a three-week bus tour with him, and the man, the myth, the legend, this is amazing, really focused on solving problems, understanding the landscape of your clients, of your prospects, so that you can solve their problems and really problem-based selling. So yeah, I'll give you two. I'll give you a bonus. Sorry. There you go. And Keenan's a great guy. Yeah, I, I had he, I had him on the podcast a while back. That's definitely one to to listen to. Super high energy, super great insights. I mean, just That's right. That the, he is a legend. Yes. Yes. So, what what is the best piece of sales advice that you've ever received in your career? Yeah, th this is pretty simple. Well. I'm going to give you two again. I know we only got 10 seconds left, but number no, one, no, was, it, it was my motto for 2021. My wife told me, hey, Larry, you got all these microphones. Yeah, you think it's funny. You think it's cute. But she said, guess what, Larry? Listen. I want to share that with y'all. Listen. The second piece came from my mentor, Mark Winchester. And not only did he tell it to me, but he showed it to me and continues to show it to me that sales and life 
It's all about the other person. I wrote uh, the book that we co-authored. Uh, my chapter is called The Little Things Are Really the Big Things. It's about Mark Winchester, the little things that he's done in my life, in my family's life, that have had a huge impact. You had to read the chapter, but that's somebody, if you can have an impact on someone else's life, you'll, they'll, they'll never forget about you. Never forget about you. 15 years later, they're going to be thinking about you in a positive light versus that timeshare experience. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, one of my best pieces, if not the best piece of uh, sales advice I ever get was ever got was also from a guy named Mark, uh, my manager when I was at Google early in my sales career, and uh, it was also to listen. He would hover over. We we had those like old triangle looking speakerphone things that used to be in the you know in the middle of the desks and in conference rooms. I forget who made those, but it was like you know an old school speakerphones. But actually, they might be they might be clearer than the stuff that what we do today. But they we don't use those anymore. I don't know. How, I don't even know. I don't know how they had those set up, but they were. Uh, he, he would hover over the mute button on it, and when I would try to talk, sometimes he would mute me and go shh, let the customer talk. <laughs> And so I've, I've always had him in the back of my head after that, you know, shh, no talking for you. Just let them talk. Let them talk. I love so, it. <laughs> I, I would totally, I would start, I would be like, and he'd be like, mute. It was very fast. Fast, fast reflexes. Mark Flessel, just lightning. But, uh, but how, uh, what would you say? One of the biggest challenges are for salespeople and uh, in this world today that we're in, and how do, how do you think they should best overcome it, particularly field salespeople? Yeah, it's um, believe in the hype. Recession. Okay, what what next? Are we going to give up? Are you just going to stop? Or are you going to fight through and find a way to accelerate and thrive? And that, that's my challenge. For all the field sales professionals out there and leaders, let's get creative. Let's put our thinking caps on. Let's create, get creative and figure out how can we thrive? How can we serve the folks that we serve, our partners? How can we serve them to help them thrive? And, and there's a saying, I don't, I think it might have been Zig Ziglar. Uh, pretty much every everything that we want in life comes on the other side of helping other people get what they want. I mean, it's, it's, it, there was a quote like, if, if you, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have more than you ever need. So I just challenge folks right now to think about let's 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 forget the hype. Let's forget all of the external stuff that we can't control. Let's look at what we can control and then let's do it. We know what we should be doing. We should be getting closer to our clients. We should be getting closer to our prospects. We should be opening the lines of communication. We should be looking for creative ways to serve them. We know that. But knowing isn't doing. My mom used to say this to me. Little Larry, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. So let's look at and do an audit of our actions. What, what did we do today to serve someone? What did we do last week to serve someone? What are we going to do tomorrow? That, that, that's, that's how we overcome the challenge of believing the hype and just so much negative. I mean, you got layoffs. It is what it is. But if you're in a position where you're not laid off, how are you going to support your clients so that you don't get laid off and they don't get laid off? It's right there at our fingertips. 
Yeah, you know, the way I would encourage people to to think about a recession, because I think if you, you know, you listen to the news, it sounds like the end of the world, right? right. But I, I forget what the exact definition of a recession is, but I think it's two quarters of negative growth in a row. So it's like, you know, negative. And in this case, I mean, you know, the American economy, it's, uh, you know, over $20 trillion economy. So ne negative, negative, it's, so it's negative 1% in Q2 and Q3, we're officially in recession. And I think, you know, we, we, we probably, that I think we probably are in one or, or, or will be soon, you know, and, but think about it. Okay. So GDP goes down 1%. There are so many things you can do in your sales activities to make your sales go up 20%. That's right. And, and there are some people on the team that, that sell twice as much as other people on the team or four times as much. And so there's so much that we can do in sales to really move the needle, being more organized, following up better, getting referrals, um, spending our time wisely, uh, being better experts at our product, listening better, all, all these things that we can do to be better salespeople. And, um, and it's, it's, it's way bigger than the, you know, than the one negative 1%, uh, you know, uh, uh, people buying 1% less. It's, that's nothing compared to what we can, how hard we can move the needle. So true. I love it. I love it. Control the controllables. And we talked about it, your mindset, controlling the controllables, who you're surrounding yourself with, and then doing it, taking action. It's right there. It's for us. Who, someone's going to take advantage of it. Is it going to be you or is it going to be someone else? I'll tell you, this has been motivational. What, what would you say your biggest motivation has been? Um, family. I've got two kids, Trey, 13 years old, Lucia, nine years old, my beautiful wife, my mom, my sister, my father. Um, that, that's what motivates me. My father's legacy, uh, my family serving as an example, showing them my community, uh, especially folks that look like me, uh, letting them know it's one of those things you can't be what you can't see. I'm trying to be a shining example that you can be anything. And I spoke at my son's middle school and I told them in the words of Kevin Garnett, when he won the, uh, the NBA finals, anything is possible. I used to get sent to detention for talking. Now I get paid. That's my full-time job <laughs> is to talk. So for, for someone to say anything is impossible, shoot, watch me, watch me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they, they never wanted us to talk then. Then they started paying us to do it. It's so weird. Why, how was school so wrong? <laughs> so as an actionable takeaway, what's the first thing the field salespeople listening today can do to zap themselves into intentionality and rediscover their inner greatness? Yeah, the first thing, oh goodness, you're hitting me with one. I can't just give them one. I'm gonna give them a, a quick bonus. You Number can do one, two, it's fine. Okay, write, write, write it out. Write it out. You got so many things in your mind. Write it out. Even if it's on a napkin, a scratch pad, write it out. Just sketch out that plan. Now, once you have that game plan, once you once you have the game plan, it's game time. You got the game plan. Now we got to run the plays. You got to do it. And, and I encourage you. I think they call it BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. Write out those big, hairy, audacious goals that you've even been, been scared to throw out there. Hey, I want to hit. I want to hit 200% of quota. Hey, I want to sell a million dollars. That's stuff that's crazy that everyone says it can't be done. 
watch me and watch you. You can do it. So number one, document it. Number two, take that first step. Take that action from your game plan and, and learn. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid. So that that's kind of the three-step process right there. <laughs> I love it. Be audacious. Be hags. I think I think that acronym's uh, really in need of some new uh, a, a new branding uh, a, a new branding officer. Someone from the marketing team's got to look at that. You know, get get on B hags. That's I've heard that before, but it needs it needs a new acronym. I have to work rework that. Uh, where this this you know this has been super motivational and and just really informative. Where where can our listeners read more about your work? How can they reach out to you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Wow. Once again, I can't do just one. So uh, if you're on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr., I got the smile for a mile. I got the gold microphone in my uh, <laughs> in my bio, my little picture. Uh, that's the best place to connect. Follow me. Send me a message. Let me know what I can do to serve you. Also, my website, LarryLongJr.com. That's Larry Long Jr. is J-R. Dot com all the information if i can help you if i can help your team if i can help with anything please just let me know reach out and touch someone i'm also on instagram and twitter but the best place to find me is on linkedin as well as on my website i'm happy to help steve i can't thank you enough for just allowing me to be a guest on uh your fantastic show man absolutely this has been an absolute pleasure to to have you here with us today larry um, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps, the number one route planner. Helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. And you can get a free trial at badgermapping.com today. If anyone can think of other sales reps that would benefit from learning what Larry's taught us today, definitely share the episode, forward it on to him. Uh, Larry, once again, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you, Steve. Absolutely. Take care until next time, everybody.